Good evening, everyone. It is October 4th, and we have a big show to, tonight. Uh, we got Alexis Raptus, and then J.R. Howell will be joining us here at the top of the hour. And then uh, we'll be talking about some some rogue stuff, and uh, we'll finish out with some feats of strength. But uh, as you can see, uh, Alexis Raptus has joined us. So thank you, Alexis, for jumping on the show this evening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I reached out to you, uh, I guess, last night after seeing the the news of of uh, you withdrawing from Rogue, and just kind of wanted to hear the story and and kind of what what's been going on over the last. I mean, it sounds like for the last five years, but yeah, uh, definitely recently. Yeah, so um, I started having stomach issues, like I said, in 2018. It was like years ago. I kind of just. I don't know. I, when it started, I was just like, oh, it'll, it'll go away. And I kind of just like kept pushing through it, pushing through it. And then it got to the point where it was just like how I was, I was feeling just felt like my new normal. And, um, it was horrible. And that's when I got my first, like had my first doctor's appointment and found out about it, that I have colitis. And at the time I just really wanted to figure out a way to manage it through my diet. And so I did for years and it really was like very stressful events would trigger it. And I kind of just got used to that routine of like, okay, if, um, you know, I have something really stressful coming up, maybe I have to eat a little bit more plain, not eat out, like little switches like that. And then I would say last year was like, the biggest flare up that I had since then. And that was like right after I competed at Rogue, like right around then last fall. Oh. And um, I had time to just kind of heal because it was off season. And I went home and spent time with my family, did the holidays and got back to training um, in time for Wadapalooza. And I never really felt great during that time, but it was, it wasn't horrible. And then before semifinals, like I would say the week leading up, I was super, super nervous. And I don't know if it was like the new format. I had no idea what it was going to be like. And for some reason, like my thoughts started to get negative and I was just like, I don't know, like, what if I can I even qualify? Like I, I didn't know what it was going to be like. And, um, so going into that weekend, I was like, I was like so nervous, extra, extra nervous in Orlando. And after the first day I was starting to feel sick, but I was like, I'm fine. Like I'm still, I'm still intact. And then day two was like horrible. I woke up and Literally nothing I put in my body like stayed in my body. I couldn't even drink water. I was trying to get like electrolytes down. Couldn't do that. Like I was so depleted and so dehydrated. I was like shaking in my hotel room. I remember just thinking like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I, ha I have no option. So I have to do it. And literally during the snatch and run <laughs> event, like I have never like felt so horrible in my life and I don't even know how I did that run because like I like I it was just like my body went to autopilot like I had no I had like no feelings almost because I was in so much pain like so uncomfortable 
And after day two, I remember telling my coach, like, I don't even know if I can like finish this weekend. Like, I don't want to withdraw, but I was so, so sick. It was horrible. And um, luckily the last day, like, it was like one of the workouts wasn't super um, like strenuous. It was like the rope climb one. It wasn't super hard on your body. And so I got through that and I was just like, at this point, I don't know how I'm going to even do this biking workout, but I had already qualified qualified technically so even if I took like last place it didn't even matter so Mm -hmm. it was nice knowing that but then the adrenaline just takes over and you just like somehow I just did it and I have no idea how I even did it because after I was so sick I couldn't like I didn't even eat a meal after I competed like it was horrible and that is when I started working with a doctor from wild health and that's like been the biggest game changer like just having a doctor who understands what I do um, has been huge. Like, it's a, I just wish I would have had that years ago because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just now figuring it out and I'm so far, like, years into it. Um, but it is what it is. Um, and then I took a trip to Bali and I was training, like, I was doing as well as I could there. Um, there was a lot out of my control and, um, the water and the food, you just have to be very, very careful. And so going into it, I actually didn't know all that. Um, I learned it when I got there (laughs) and going there with colitis, like it was kind of a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and so I got really, really sick there and was hoping I would come back and just be like, oh, I'm fine, like, good as new, I'm back in America, back on my diet, eating, like, no, it was, it was, like, worse once I got back, um, and then, yeah, it's just been, like, a hard pill to swallow, because I was training while I was on that trip, as if I was prepping for Rogue, like, I sacrificed some time there, I would wake up early to go train, like, I really wanted to go to Rogue and just destroy it and have so much fun. I like did everything in my power to make that happen. Um, But yeah, my body was just not on the same page with me. And part of me was like, okay, give myself a week. Um, And I literally like just going on a walk a few, like last week just totally destroyed me. I could not eat anything. I was probably eating like maybe a thousand calories a day, Um, lost a ton of weight. I can't, like, this is the smallest I've been since, like, I want to say high school is bad. Um, so it's just, like, my body needs rest. Um, I'm trying, like, I've been in the gym doing some bodybuilding and, like, just lifting and that kind of stuff, but no rogue training right now, um, unfortunately. When did you get back from Bali? I got back the 22nd. And okay. the past three days are like, I've only been able to eat like three meals a day for the past three days. And I've been back for, I don't know what's, I don't even know what today is, but I've been back for like two yeah. weeks almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. Three a day is not normal for, for Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, for most people, they're going to be like, okay, you yeah. eat three yeah. meals a day. That's fine. <laughs> oh my God. I'm used to eating so much food and like, 
I, the past three days, I've been so hungry because I haven't eaten in like a month, it feels like. And um, I was like, oh, I for sure have gained like five pounds. And I went on the scale and it's just like, nope, hasn't moved. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, all right, it's going to take some time. <laughs> so when did you make the decision to uh, withdraw from Rhodes? Um, I talked about my, talked about it with my coach last week. I want to say it was like Thursday or and, Friday and who, or something. And who is that at training think tank? Adam Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Um, we kind of just looked at each other and we were just like, I mean, we know call we it. To, yeah, we know what we have to do. Um, so it, it was like scary to make that post because it made it more real like oh, i'm actually not doing the, the competition now and now everyone knows and it sucks but at the same time it's like i felt like i was hiding something in a way because i i don't have training videos to post i can only post so many crossfit throwbacks <laughs> like i'm i'm like at the end of all of my stuff and i'm just like yeah. okay I owe it to people to like explain what's going on. And it's also been something I've wanted to share, like my semifinals experience, for example, from the outside, people were like, Oh, you took fifth place. Amazing. Like had no idea that I was going through that. And I don't really like explain myself or make excuses on Instagram or like, um, like no one really knows any of this stuff. And so I've this time around, I was just like, you know what? at the point where I feel like I've I owe it to everyone else and also I think it's important to just share because people I've met who have colitis think it's like crazy that I'm a professional athlete and deal with it and I just think it's my life like I don't even really think too much about it but then meeting all these people it's like inspiring to hear my story and so I was like you know what I want to share this I want to connect with people I want to inspire people um, so it's more than just like, you know, colitis, it's like connecting and, you know, bringing awareness to it. This, can I interrupt uh spin? Go ahead. Yeah. So this makes a lot of sense. This is like connecting stories in the back of my brain. So you did really well in Helena. You won that event. And so then you went to the, uh, the, what the interview afterwards where we all sat there in that the big the, in the beer garden you remember that oh yeah yeah so ctb and i were sitting there and i was asking what i was asking him what i should ask you and he was like she's really sick he was like but she can't bring that up right now and so this just re made me realize in my head like oh that's what was happening so you've been mm -hmm. it, like you were saying like you feel like you've been hiding this for a long time like for me, it, it came to a realization like you were sitting with that while you were there. Like, oh, I, I don't yeah. know. It, it makes it more impressive to me. Yeah, I mean, everyone, um, like my team, everyone knows. And everyone's known for so long. Um, but yeah, it's it's like it's a like kind of like a taboo thing to talk about. Like people just don't talk about it. Yeah, Tyler's been saying you might be pregnant to us. And I'm like, I doubt it, man. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, quick question. The ECS Sounds post you made the other day, was that um, kind of in the midst of, like, you're, like you, you looked really lean there. And I sort of noticed oh. it where I was like, man, she looks a lot smaller than normal. Um. 
when was that? That was no, that that was before my Bali trip. I was small. Um, actually, after the games, um, I feel like I lost some weight during the games because it's like you Yeah, can't you have really, to because calories. yeah, you're just not eating a ton. And um, so I think during the games, I lost a little bit of weight, and then after the games, I just like was so sick of eating food that I just naturally lost a little bit of weight, and I really didn't get back to like eating a ton of food yet since the game so I've definitely been leaner um it's not like intentional but yeah that was actually before my trip to Bali um I'll just go I, stick felt, my foot I felt in my good mouth. there I felt pretty good there yeah <laughs> uh you talked about you found wild health but I'm sure like the, the previous four years like you've gone to kind of a standard doctor I mean what did, were they telling you to quit or were they you oh know, saying God. why are you doing this yeah, it was horrible. Like, they, I distinctly remember the doctor's appointment I had with this one guy, and he didn't even like he didn't know what CrossFit was. Um, and he was basically like, "That, like, you're over exercising. That's horrible for your stomach." Which I get it. Like, if I'm gonna be like the healthiest version of myself, yeah, what I do isn't necessarily healthy, and it's not ideal, but it's my career and it's my dream and like this is what I want to do I'm not gonna let it stop me um but yeah he was basically like you you should stop like exercising so much um you should you know he wanted to put me on a medication at the time and it was just like nothing it didn't like fit anything like any of my vision of healing and what I wanted to do and it was just like okay well I can't I can't stop doing CrossFit. So what do you, what else? Like, and it was just, oh, it was horrible. It was not a good experience. Um, and I mean, he was like, he was overweight himself too. And so it was just like, what, like what is happening right now? I don't know. It was, did you tell them, did you tell them I'm literally the sixth fittest woman in the world? <laughs> like, well, this was like, when I hadn't made it to the games yet. So it was just, right. it was a hard time in general, but yeah, it was not great. So going into a competition, like, you know, you know, you're going to feel like this, right? You know, at some point, like, you're like, I'm going to get sick. Or is it kind of hit and miss? It's a hit or miss. Like the games this year, I was healthy the whole entire time. I felt amazing. Like literally the last day, I still had all the energy in the world. I felt so good. Um but that was two months of working with my doctor with Wild Health. Like he switched, we just like added in different supplements for my gut, um, just all different stuff that I've never like learned about or never knew about. And um, like I have a meeting with them every single week and we talk about everything in my life. And I mean, they've helped me in so many ways. Um, but it feels like before the, like, it feels like I only had two good healthy months of training before the games. And then I did the games and it was like, Oh my God, I feel like the world is like finally seeing like healthy Alexis. And then I went across the world and got sick. And now it's just like, okay, I have to take a few steps back, but I feel like now we've, we've like figured out my stomach. We've figured out like what works and we have to get back to that point. And then just like keep it for the rest of the year because I like I had two good months this year. I'm like, if I could have 
nine months, like, and show up with nine months of, like, healthy training, oh, it would just be mind-blowing. So, I mean, that's is cool. Is pizza pretty much off-limits? Um, it's so weird. My stomach's so weird. I swear to God, like, if you look up diets that help colitis, it's, it's like not healthy diets. It's like, like I could eat processed foods. I could eat white bread, crackers. <laughs> like sometimes I can go out to eat and feel better. Like it's the weirdest stuff. I can't eat like a salad, raw vegetables, um, like fruits with seeds and skins, um, like whole grain breads or like breads that have like all those like seeds in them like that stuff i cannot eat it's i can't like, eat them either like it's like <laughs> different reason level one you just don't want to <laughs> but it's like it's like those foods that are healthy and like i don't eat vegetables because those hurt like hurt my stomach so people are might see my diet is like not not healthy but for me like it's healthy for me because it makes me feel good but yeah, it's so weird. So it sounds like your level one diet. Yeah. It's like everything that they talk about not to do. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I've, I've, that's common with a lot of people though. At the top of the, at the top of the game, like Rich, all he did was eat cereal and and yeah. peanut pre-workout. butter. Um, and peanut butter. He just shakes in cereal. You know, Maderos has a big bowl of cereal every night before he goes to sleep. Like, yeah, he said that. I don't. John, I, I, I haven't seen him at night at his house, right? <laughs> but uh, I, uh, you got to get those carbs in, man. I am justifying. I am justifying. Self-justifying. <laughs> These cookies are delicious, and I will eat them <laughs> when I want to. Uh, the Tony Tone. Besides stress, what else? specifically flares it up um, like, um, that you completely avoid or is it just hit or miss sometimes? Sometimes it's hit or miss, but I would say like raw vegetables, like I said. Um, yeah, like greasy fried foods, I would say. Um, anything that's like nuts or seeds skins that kind of stuff but honestly it just depends on how stressed i am because sometimes i can eat all that and i'm fine if i'm in like a good spot um but then if i'm not then like i just have it's to be real picky yeah about what i eat so what's the plan now um i mean i guess you, you've you're not doing rogue i mean mm -hmm. what have you, what's the plan with, you know, just from health standpoint between now and next season, like, what are you focusing on? And then how are you going to, you know, get back into training to where you need to be? Yeah. Um, I think just getting my body healthy again, feeling good, probably getting on like a good strength cycle, um, just get really strong, put some muscle mass on again, and then maybe do Waterpalooza, maybe. Um, we'll see how I feel. But, yeah, I just want to get in, like, a good rhythm with training and just feel healthy and happy and solid um, going into next season. That's, like, my main priority. I don't want to – last year I, I feel like by the Open, I kind of already felt, like, a little bit burnt out with just not really stopping last off offseason. Um, 
And so I think this year it's going to be pretty special to like, I mean, it sucks now, but waiting so long, it almost like fires you up more to just start the season. And I think in the long run, it's going to be good for me. Yeah. And, and no more trips to Bali. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to leave America for a while. <laughs> I like it here. I like home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you posted that you are trying to raise some money for, uh, was it the Colitis Foundation um, or Celia yeah. Colitis Foundation? Yeah. I had no idea um, that that many people would donate. I think it's absolutely incredible. And it's been really cool. Like just reading all the messages that I've gotten, I've spent so much time today just like reading through and responding people because it's like when you're going through it, you feel like you're all alone. You feel like you're the only one and you're it's hard. It's hard not to like get wrapped up in this like sad story by yourself and reading these other people's messages. It's like, okay, like all these people are also dealing with this. Like you're not alone. People, um, I don't know, telling you about things that have helped them, things that work for them, suggestions, like all that helps so much. Um, and obviously everyone's different, but just knowing like things have worked for people and um, that, you know, they were not feeling well for so long, but now they're in, you know, they've gone three years without having a flare up. Like, I think that's amazing to read. Yeah. I, when I wrote the article this morning, I did a little, just a quick research on colitis and it was like 1.6 million people in the United States have some type of celiacs or colitis type oh, issue. Wow. So it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and so That's I think it's great. great that you're bringing attention to it. And it looks like so far $3,000 has been raised on your oh, post, which is awesome. Wow. That's a lot of miles to start walking. Oh my God. I know. I, <laughs> I'm going to have to, at first I was like, in the month of October, I was going to do. And then I realized how many miles that is. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give myself like to the end of the year to do this. Today, I actually, uh, it was like three miles. So I need to start like a log. So that way I keep track of it. How many, how much, how many dollars is a mile? 25, I think I would put. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to log all your running training as miles walk too? Or are you going to legitimately walk to. those miles? No. Hey, not running miles. Walk them. That's what, that's what I want the fast walk. I want the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dog is going to hate me because I just drag him on all the walks. <laughs> well, she needs to get those shoes with the, the skates built in. What are those called? That way you can kind of just oh, skip yeah. along a little farther. Heelys. <laughs> yeah. You need to get some Heelys. <laughs> I used to have a pair of those. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, it's sad to, to not have you out at, in Austin the, this later this month to compete, but yeah. I think it's great that you, you know, felt good enough to, to share this. I, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the CrossFit community that are, are dealing with it and uh, yeah. raising money for a, a great cause and uh, hopefully opening up conversations with, with others and how they can maybe yeah. approach it. So it's been yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thanks awesome. for having me on the show. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining and uh, good luck getting healed up and heading into next season. Thank you. Have a good Thank night. See you, Alexis. See you, Alexis. Bye. All right. Tyler, are you excited? Your favorite favorite athlete? Just, yeah. Just join. Now, anytime she like slips, I'm going to be like, she's sick. 
It just gives you a cop out. Yeah, it's great. That's so great. That's so great. That's where his head immediately went. (laughs) I I think it's interesting. Obviously, you know, something like that, sensitive with health and stuff, but so many athletes don't want to share what's going on or, or, or reason why they may not do it, may not do as well as we had expected. And we don't hear about it very often. Like, you know, we knew Lazar didn't, do, you know, struggled on Dubai at the the Burj Khalifa, but then listening to Facundo on Savans this morning, like he was sick going into it, like, but he's never going to share that. Right. Like there's so much going on behind what these athletes are doing that uh, it's, I get, I get it. Cause it's like, number one, you don't want them to think that they have an advantage over you. And then number two, you also don't want to be seen like you're making excuses. So it's just like, you just bottle it in like either way, either way you're screwed. Mm. And so you just like, you know, I'm I not feel like say I say it in the beginning. What's You'd that? come out and say, yeah, what's the advantage? Like, like you're hurt or something like, like that. You, you only go as fast as you go. It's not like a football team. Hey, his leg's not good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're only you're only going what you can go, and I feel like if you say it afterwards, it's an excuse. You know what I mean? It's going to be no matter what it if it's true or not. And then if you say it up front, you don't have to be like, "Hey, like like is it an excuse?" Just be like, "I'm sick. I'm gonna do my best. It is what it is." And then when you beat people, I feel like it like demoralizes them because if you beat them and you're freaking have the flu. You know what I'm saying? And they're and they're and they're great. Like Rich was sick in 2014 regional, and everybody and everybody everybody else is like Rich is slipping, Rich is slipping, and then he beats Scott Panchik, uh, with the flu. You know what I mean? You know how demoralizing that is. So I, I feel like it can only. And then if you're going, I mean, if you're bad, you've already told people you're sick. You know what do I mean? We I, a, do we get a new room with Jr. ever trying to see him? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is what this is what we like to call a. Circa 1980s Charleston beach house. <laughs> he's got a big. Man. He's got a big house. It's got a lot of rooms. Yeah. This oh, is not, are you? This is not. This is not my home. You're in Charleston. <laughs> yeah, we came down here just for the weekend to uh, see my wife's family, and my wife said, "This is your fourth year doing Crucible. The week before is when you're in the worst mood and you're the most prickly. So I'm going to take <laughs> you away from that environment, for <laughs> and then maybe you can." Uh, come back kind of refreshed ready to do what needs to be done for the week so i'm sure it helps me blowing you up all day so i'm sorry we'll see I, my anxiety has not lessened at all if anything it's 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 grown since <laughs> you're very stressed out right now no not stressed just just anxious there's just a lot that needs to be done but there's a lot that can't be done until the couple days before because mm-hmm. it's still got to run as a gym so yeah yep. yeah yeah, man. So I, I wanted to have you on. Obviously, next week is what the fourth crash crucible? Fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh for those who may not be aware, can you kind of share just a quick brief history of how and why you created Crucible? Sure. So in uh 2019, you know, 2020, everything was canceled, everything was closed, no one was putting on any competitions. There were so many athletes who had qualified for sanctionals that for a lot of them, it was their first sanctional or semifinal or regional experience. And uh, 
that was taken away from them. A lot of them even were at their sanctional when they found out it was canceled, like Atlas games that year, you know, they announced it when people mm-hmm. were already off their flights and everything. So we were opening up a new gym that year. We opened up in May and uh, everything was closing. And one of the reasons why we moved into that space was because I knew eventually I wanted to run competitions and I wanted the layout to feel a lot like a semifinal or a sanctional, but like most things, you always think, ah, this year's not the right year. It's not the right time yet. Well, everyone around me was like, dude, I have nothing to do. No one's doing any competitions. There was one in Myrtle Beach um, a few weeks before, but I was like, hey, I'll do one. And so I put it together. I've been lucky enough to make some contacts with some guys like down in Atlanta, like Jake Berman. Um, there were guys in the area that I would just reached out to, like Jason who had qualified for Atlas games that year. And it was his first sanctional. He was kind of on the come up and his coach at the time reached out to me and was like, Hey, you got to get this guy in. So I didn't do any kind of qualifier. I just wanted to do something. And I knew that if I could get all these semifinalists and sanctional qualifiers, it would feel like one. So that was kind of the selling point. Like, Hey, I've never done this before, but I'm going to put out programming. That's going to be comparable to what you're going to face there. The floor layouts, uh, the implements, um, it's going to feel like you're there. Like, I know you can't do it, but but I want to put something on so that you'll feel like that whole year wasn't a waste. So that's kind of been my goal from the beginning. Find up and coming talent and people that have just been grinding for years and years. Like my first year, Kyle Bernier, Mark Hutchinson, Hudson Freaky, like all these Jake Berman, all these Southeastern names that were really household came and then like guys that I'd never even heard of Taylor self, Jason Hopper, um, those guys too. And then Mm -hmm. you see what's happened to their career since. So it's, it was really, really cool. Right place at the right time. I felt like the competition ran anything but smoothly. I was trying to do teams of two and individuals. I had two competition floors going at one time, two different clocks going at one time. Um, I felt like it was so helter skelter. I've learned a lot since that year, but, um, that was still a really special year. So, yeah, you've had, uh, the list of athletes is, uh, pretty solid, uh, that have come through there and have won. Um, so you fast forward to this year. I I know after last year, you kind of had hinted that you were looking at doing something as a homage to previous CrossFit games and semifinals events right now you're calling it the retour what was kind of the thought process behind that and how did how did you go about coming up with the workouts from picking and choosing from different regionals and throwing that together to make it your own yes i think the idea i've kind of had for a few years and um a lot of competitions have done this where they kind of um use previous workouts to kind of influence them and inspire them. And we've, we've, none of us have come up with an original idea. Most of us, like as far as exercise racing goes. So you can't say that something is like your idea because you were probably inspired by something you saw at the games or something you saw at a local competition. So I knew it could be done, but I knew that most people hadn't tried to do it hundred percent. Like West coast classic did it in a very similar way. They used actual workouts, but then they also put spins on workouts. Like mm-hmm. the, um, I think the toes to bar workout that year, right? They did some hand over hand sled, I think, in that workout. So, um, 
they were like one of the first ones to really kind of use it as a template. And I also think it's really challenging. So wanting to be challenged from a programming standpoint, I knew, hey, you're using someone else's work, but you still have the responsibility of making it your own, which is now looking back on it a lot harder than just sitting down and writing six or seven workouts that I know I want to do that make sense together. Trying to make other things fit together is really difficult. And because it's the games and regionals workouts, the movement should be like non-traditional. I'm lucky enough to have some of those implements and have bought some of those implements, but also how do you make it a viable checkpoint proving grounds? How do you do all those things? How do you check all those boxes? How do I convince Colton that it would be a good idea for him to come here and do this competition while he's also trying to qualify for rogue or while it's also part of his off season? How do I convince Ty Jenkins that this would be a good time for him to kind of flex his muscle in an individual field and kind of see what he's made of. Like he's probably done a lot of these movements at the games before, but there are also people in the field that have never done a pegboard in a four time setting. They've never done parallel handstand pushups, maybe to full deficit. Like a lot of things like that I knew were kind of big risks and I wanted to sell it to the masters that, Hey, I want you guys to come. I know when I went to the games. I wanted to do the same workouts as the individuals. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to do the exact same workouts, no differences in loading, no differences in time caps, no differences in skill. And I know that's a big selling point. And I'm just hopeful now that um, when they come, it's like still a selling point moving forward because something I would like to do year after year, continuing to do masters and then also having them do the same workouts as the individuals. And there will be events where those masters people beat the individuals. It's going to be that's no. Doubt. That's what I'm stoked to see. I can't wait to score them all together. That's like <laughs> I'm itching so hard to do that. Yeah, who's that one guy that uh, did the quarterfinals and beat Rich and Scott? Is he coming? Oh, uh, no, he's not coming. Gar- <laughs> Gar- Gar- yeah, Garar. Yeah, no, he's he's not in the field. But um, we released the field you know, today for individual male and female and then for masters and teams, I think yesterday it came out. So we've gotten a lot of good feedback from that. It seems like a lot of people are really excited. There's a lot of names that at least for me, because I'm a, I'm a geek like Irving Hernandez. I mean, I used to watch his, like, there was always a thruster chest of bar, a thruster burpee workout in the open. And like, it would be Irving. Like that's, that would be the pick. Like who's going to win double unders. Didn't he have the fastest double unders of anyone? Yeah. And he's coming. And like, um, I mean, Brianna Wallen, she was Brianna Evans back then. Like, I remember her being so good at regionals, and that feels like forever ago, and she's coming to compete in the individual field. She qualified through the qualifier. Um, yeah, it's just – it's 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 really cool. There's a lot of first-time masters. So what I decided to do also was the rising masters class. I was basically letting them be this first their first eligible masters competition. So like if people are in the field and they become eligible for the 2024 season, I let them still qualify as a master for crucible. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, if you look in the field just right here, I mean, look at some of the names, like there's legends in this field. There's local guys in this field. Um, Kyle Ruth's in the 40 plus, but he's still super fit. Um, Tyler's rooting for Kyle. So 
Yeah, I think training, training, I, tank. <laughs> I think I think Eamon is is forty to forty four or even forty five to forty nine, and he still wants a piece of it. So it's like mm-hmm. really cool to see. And then um, Hudson, I mean he he podiumed last year in the individual field. He's been around for forever in the southeast, and he's aging up to Masters this year. So Hutchinson, we get some people like that. Uh, Chad Hutchinson. and Mark both qualified both Masters semifinals and individual semifinals this year. Yeah. So like those guys are super fit. They could they could do damage in the individual field. And Travis Flanagan just won Masters Fitness Collective. So I mean, I'm I'm really excited about watching the Masters. As excited as the individuals. And then on the women's side, you got Mackenzie Riley coming back. So yeah, yeah, and that that took a lot that that took a lot <laughs> of recruiting for sure. Um, I know you know she's she's coming back postpartum. There's a lot of things that I'm probably sure she hasn't done it. She just posted a video doing a pegboard. So it's like riding a bike, right? Like that's really cool <laughs> to see um, her coming back. Jamie Latimer, you know, friend of the show, everybody, um, all the Sevenistas know who that is. Uh, Amy Fritt is a local gym owner. Carolyn Klutz won the quarterfinals for masters 35 to 39 this year, but she decided to compete on grit houses team at the games. Um, Haley Murillo. Like I remember seeing her in some of the, the story at the West behind the scenes, Sevon stuff at regionals. Yeah. Like she's been around for forever. Like I, it's just, it's really, really cool. Holly Henderson is a new master this year. Hannah Oakley goes to crash. She's a new master in 2024. Um, yeah. And then there's a few of them that I've never met in person too. It's always cool to meet some of the people in person that you don't have relationships with. And then, uh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. And then you have the elite side, which, I mean, the women looks like, I mean, it's a semifinal field for a, a large majority of these. Dude, it's like these the, women. The, the amount in this field that have been to a semifinal and competed on a team or individual is over half the field. And then there are, I think, 15 individual semifinalists. And then there's like five or six in this field that were in the top 20 at their respective semifinal this past year. Hannah Black, so like, Chloe Wilson. Yeah, I mean, like Chloe Wilson's been knocking on the door to qualify for years. Elliot Hannah Miller Black, was up there too. Emma Harvang, yeah, Aaliyah Miller. I mean, there you can just go on and on. Like Emily Meyer competed at Crash last year. She was still a teen in 2023, um, trying to make it back to the games. So, I mean, there's, there's so much talent. I would say – the female side is depth of talent is greater than the male. The male is just a little bit more top heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler, John, who do you, uh, who do you have? If you're going to pick the women's side, the winner on this, the winner, there's just the winner on this one. We'll leave this JR is- out of it. We don't want him to play favorites, but. No, I want to this- give some insight to the workouts and stuff, but I, I, I definitely will not pick. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler go to John first I have this prepped um so a lot of JR's workouts are are can you do it or or, or can't you like a, it's very ability um high school bias yes yeah and like that's so hard to know unless you know everything about those athletes like who's got parallel handstand push-ups to full deficit and who doesn't like that that workout alone can make or break your, your, uh, competition. <laughs> um, so like without, like, I don't, it's hard, it's a hard to pick thing. Um, 
Um, I I kind of think I'd roll a Chloe Wilson just because she's been shown to be well-rounded. You know what I mean? So, like, I think she might have the least amount of holes out of everybody else. But I don't feel confident in it. I think a lot of girls could do, you know, one bad skill that she has and some girl who has all of it, um, maybe not necessarily the fittest, but can do everything and doesn't mm-hmm. have any holes with the hard skills and is decently strong. Like, that girl can win. Um, Hannah Black will obviously throw down on the thruster workout. That'll be fun to watch. Um, but I'd probably roll with Chloe unless, uh, unless you know, you guys got info I don't have. I, that's yeah, I mean, probably- I think Emma Harvang is pretty strong, too, on the thruster one. So that'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Amanda Fisher. Amanda Fisher. All three of them killed all of the strength workouts at semifinals. So I think some of these workouts are going to be really good for Amanda. I think, yeah, watching her because she was at Beach Brawl when I was watching her because I knew she was going to be in the field at Crash. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a fun time for her <laughs> on the thruster workout. I have I think it, I think for this women, the density, like they're all really close. And so I I tossed and turned over this for like probably a week. I think in like holistic style. <laughs> That's, that's the longest you've ever is, thought on anything. Oh man, about. I just can't do anything. Who's gonna win the Crash Crucible? Oh I, my god, every name. <laughs> I, I I'm working this event, so I have to care more. I I, I do care a lot more. Um, and, and 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 he has to be ready when someone who's in a podium contending spot going into Sunday has a back to back where they like crush the muscle up one and they don't crush up the parallel and they end up in fifth. He has to be ready to explain to them yeah. why P-Score did that to them. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to go – I really like Chloe. Chloe's actually down in my depth chart a little bit, but I am – I'm hopeful that being a TTT has helped her quite a bit. But I think my – That's why I did, picked her because <laughs> I think training think tank athletes are superior to everybody. Right? So right? I, well, Chloe Wilson is my pick. There's five of them. No, there's four of them there. So we're about to see. Um, Callista Lang is my pick for number one. That's cool. And, and something that I'll just add to it's just food for thought. I think Brian um, has some stuff coming out, really detailed stuff on this, which will be pretty cool for people to see. But you cannot speak lightly of the athletes who either train at Crash or train in close enough proximity to where Crash is a second home to them and this is what i'll this is what i mean by that home field if hudson hudson's a great example of this if they come jump into a partner workout on a saturday or a wednesday it might just be a flip sled day like today if they jump in if they come on a saturday and just say hey i'm done with my session but let's get out all these handstand obstacles and do like a pegboard handstand walk obstacle just a little imam to finish if you're aj hutchinson if you're Callista Lang, if you're Hannah uh, Hannah Hardy, um, Emily Meyer, Emily B. Roth, um, Ellie Hiller, Danielle Dunlap, Sienna Wilkening, all Lindsay Lane, uh, Madeline Helms, they've all either Sydney um, Muscovich, they've either competed at Crash or they train at Crash all the time. So just being able to get touches like Mark has been on that turf four years in a row. He knows how it feels on um, a handstand walk. Like it doesn't feel like walking on rubber. And if you've just never handstand walked on turf, that tactile feel 
might just kind of throw you off a little bit. Like mm -hmm. all these people who have been there before, I always tell them like, you really do have an advantage. And now people will push back and be like, Hey, they could drive three or four hours and drop in and touch all this stuff. Absolutely. And people do, and they are this weekend. Um, and they will on Wednesday, they'll get into town two days early and they'll just come up on Wednesday and their whole training session will be Zercher carry pegboard, parallel <laughs> handstand, push up, handstand, walk over the hurdles just because they haven't been able to touch it in their gyms and people who have been using that stuff for months. That's a big, big, big advantage. Uh, before we move on to the men, Kiefer, uh, on the women's side, I feel like the best gymnast wins the event. I have a hard time believing that uh, JR is going to favor the programming that much to say that the gymnast wins. But so this, is what I'll, this is what I'll say about the programming. I think I've always been pretty high skill biased. And I think that has been part of the programming since the first year, because in 2017, Dave was like, you guys are doing too much barbell. You need to do more dumbbell. And that was the dumbbell year, right? And mm -hmm. then 2018, 2019. And that's kind of when I fell in love with odd objects and skill stuff, because you were still able to see who was strong, at least just strong enough without barbelling them to death. So even from like the first year, the heavy workout was a barbell cycling workout at 225. It was like a DT type complex with rope climbs. The second year was a snatch ladder with rowing and burpees. The third year, this past year was a clean ladder with obstacle and drag rope. So like <laughs> I care a lot more about how strong you are under fatigue in a fitness setting than I do just lifting rested. And I think this year was like a pretty cool example where, yeah, it was just a buy-in of an 800 meter run, but it wasn't just go out and lift and then do a max handstand walk. It was run a little bit and you only have five minutes to lift. So this is the first year that there's been a single modality strength test. But that thruster ladder, I mean, John did it. That workout for a lot of guys who have, I think you need at least a 285 thruster to think you can finish it. But if you have that, do you also have the fitness where those 10, 8, 6 sets don't just bury you? So there's, I would say the person who's the most skilled has a really good chance of doing well if and only if. They can clear that thruster ladder. They are strong enough to where – they finish, and Tyler can speak to this, if they finish 15th or higher, are they safe? And if they finish 20 or under, do they have a chance if someone like Amanda Fisher, Hannah Black, comes out and does it in seven minutes and they get capped, will they get 15 points on that workout? Mm, will that one seven workout? minutes, JR. They should be way faster than that. What? A, come well, on now. We'll see. We'll see. What were you, John? Under seven. Yeah. But Did you fi you you finish the thruster? I had a good time. I thought. Yeah, he had a good time, and okay. and I think I think I think the people that finish it sound. This is going to sound weird. The people that finish it will crush it. The people that finish it will try to race it, and the people that aren't finishing it are approaching it just like a ten minute AMRAP, where I know every rep at two forty five and one sixty five is going to be points, and I'm just going to sit back and take my medicine. And I'm going to do three or four sets at the 10, three or four sets on the eight, and then do clusters for the rest of the time. Like it, P score in this workout and the handstand walk obstacle is going to, is going to be a crazy swing. And oh, a lot yeah. of people could probably like, this may be something to look at who has the best average finish on Saturday alone. Is that the person that wins? 
because they have to do the handstand walk and they have to do the thruster. Very uh, two extremes. I mean, and I'll say I think this thruster workout would make or break if James Sprague wins or not, like depending on how he does this workout. So James James Post uh, collaborated with me on his video, and he said he was way under the cap. Now I don't know what way under the cap means, but how that many doesn't guys mean anything field, though, Jr. Like, how, how many how <laughs> many guys in the field do you think finish it? Everybody that like everybody uh, that has a 285 or above thruster. I think I, I agree. Sure, I, mean, I don't know that. You know that. And I mean, it's it's one thing to have a 285 thruster. But, you know, I, I've been telling people, what did you hit in 23A, point uh, 2A? What did you hit on that? Uh-huh. If, you, if you didn't hit 285, you're probably not finishing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So that, yeah, like who knows? Like, are there just going to be log jams and log jams at like one rep at 265? And 175 is going to be people are going to get caught in that 245 for sure. I think like the middle to low end of the, of the spectrum. I think those guys I think are going to get just more. be 265, just 265 because all of these guys are are so fit. And what did like, you thruster, John? 300. In, in the, you thrustered that 300, 297. Um, but like I can thruster 300, <laughs> it um, doesn't count. <laughs> I have done 300. Uh, at John, a, you, John do you think? If people don't ever train on a C70, do you think that's going to make a big issue? Because I would argue it's probably going to feel five, at least five pounds heavier. On the now, clean, not on the press. The pro, I wouldn't make a difference on the press. You know what I mean? The, but the whip coming out of the bottom, you're not yeah, going to. out of the bottom. If you, yeah. I'm just I guess. Ask, I'm, I'm, I'm asking from a, hey, adrenaline's probably going to make it feel five, five pounds lighter. <laughs> five pounds lighter, yeah. yeah. Go out net net zero. I think, um, I think. Like, like, again, I think the clean will be harder, but like the thruster, when it's that heavy, you're not really getting much whip in the first place. It's just how fast can you stand up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like with that heavy of a clean, you're almost seated and then you try to bounce out of the bottom. And I get you're getting whip, but it's not, I don't think it's that beneficial. <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys think differently. I just, no, no, no. Want- I'm, I'm just, like a lot of people maybe just don't know what that bar feels like. Think about, think about the ladies they're using it too. And that's the same, that's the same diameter as a, just a men's bar. And just that feel, if you're not used to having a 45 pound bar in your hands, mm-hmm. um, it's just going to feel a little bit different. And yeah. We'll have them in the warm up room. Uh, going back to Kiefer's point, the, the thruster ladder is absolutely the strength test. However, the flip sled will cause lots of problems, not because the loading, but because of leverage, because of if you're shorter, you're just not going to be able to move it as easily as someone taller. It's just a leverage thing. It's one of the few movements in CrossFit that it just really helps if you're taller and have longer legs. So I think a lot of people are going to get tripped up on that because they are running hard. They are doing unbroken GHDs. The flip sled is an annoyingly heavy weight. It's not heavy, but it's annoying enough to make you take five seconds between reps versus three or 10 Mm -hmm. seconds between reps versus seven. And those seconds every round are really, really going to add up. Mm -hmm. Likewise to the sandbag, while the 125 was the right call for the ladies because I know how expensive the parallel handstand pushups will be after the muscle ups. Mm-hmm. Those parallel handstand pushups for the women, I think, on the whole, will be much more difficult than they will be for the men. That's why I made the bag one twenty five. For the men, 
there are going to be people that can crush the parallel and that 200 pound bag is going to lean on them. They've done the hundreds workout that morning. They're, they're going fast on the empty sled ring muscle up workout and they have to drop the sandbag every 10 feet. They cannot touch and go. And for a lot of guys, it would be a lot easier for them if I let them touch and go. So just looking at that bag, it looking back at you, telling you to rest a little bit longer than maybe you need to. Like, I'd be interesting to see if the if some of the odd objects don't play more of a strength role in slowing down some of the gymnasts. Do you think that's um, – do you think the flip sled workout – is is Colton's make or break workout like for James like James how what was the cap what was the cap on the thruster workout 10 so I was 614 so okay. way under the cap is eight minutes so many people like he got eight minutes that means way way under the cap that was what he's thinking like so many people are going to be ahead of that you know what I mean the Colton's okay. of the world yeah. and the Hatfield will get Let's, sub five okay just for fun there's uh, 34 in the men's field. How many finished the workout? Let's just let's just guess. Let's just take a guess. The flip gonna, sled workout. Work, no, 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 no. The thruster, thruster workout. The thruster, the thruster workout. workout. Yeah. Who finished? I, I would say uh, 34. I'm gonna say 25. Okay. I say, I'll just I'll just say half, just because it's easy. So 17. Do you think? Do you think I'm a little bit biased? I think I hundred percent because you're really strong, Cheryl. And that's like, like I, did, I, I did not have a problem with it. The last bar, <laughs> it was fitness. Like for me, it was just breathing heavy. The last thruster bar I did two. It was the easiest thing. It was easier than the six at two twenty five. Yeah, I think um, a lot more people are just gonna be like, I'm just not strong enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that a handful are so strong that it's only a capacity issue. And there are not that many of those in the field. The race atmosphere, I don't think, can be. I'm good on thrusters. Can be, can, Leave can me alone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I think. Get I out think, of here. No, no, John. I, he's, he's, he, no, John's depth was good on that. He, um. <laughs> Hitler's if, ruined me with that video. Go if, ahead, Jeff. If you know that you have to make a move on moving day after the handstand walk, especially if you didn't do as well. And your game plan all the time was, hey, I'm going to go 5-3-2, and then I'm going to go 4-4, four, four, and then I'm going to do three sets of two. And you get out there, and you're like, you're a little bit tense, you're a little bit angry, and you're like, I'm just going to go for it. Dude, this is not a workout you just say, I'm just going to go for it. Because, and I've tried to explain this to people. You fail, it's over. 108642 snatch ladder, you can have a technical miss and rest five seconds and still hit it at 265. If you miss a 245 or 265 thruster, it was not, it was probably not because you started your press a little bit prematurely. <laughs> it was just because you went too early and you're resting 30 seconds to a minute mm -hmm. and you're watching everybody pass you. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that take risks and take chances, just like on the handstand walk. Hey, I've got one more trip left, but my triceps are really starting to blow up. And I'm going like, do I go for the steps unbroken after the hurdles or do I just break every 20? Oh, you got baited. Okay, now you're resting 30 seconds. Now you're resting a minute. Now you failed twice. Now, instead of finishing, you got capped. Like, I think it's, it's easy to say guys are strong enough, but will they execute 
that's where a lot of experience is going to come in. And they'll have fatigue too from the workouts prior. It's not like it's the first workout of the day. Um, Well, you know, there, there's a lot of shoulder stamina and, and, and tricep in on Saturday because there's literally none on the first day and and that's that's on purpose. So I, I don't, I think people will be surprised how, uh, how blown up their legs are after the flip sled workout, because if you're running hard and you have to in that workout to get a good time and you're doing fast GHDs, there's going to be a lot of quads that your, your quads are going to be on, are going to be burning when you get done. So, and it's competition. Like people say it all the time. If I'd have done that workout in training, I wouldn't have been sore at all. But for some reason I'm wrecked today, just all the endorphins, all the, all the stress, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a different game. So each day feels very different. Um, the time caps on the pegboard workout on the thruster and the handstand walk. And I would just say those are very generous because I know there are going to be people that do 10 minute AMRAPs and there are going to be people that race. Mm -hmm. I know there's going to be people that are going to try to do all the pegboards unbroken and go seven minutes or eight minutes. And I know people that are going to be hoping they just get one round done. So it, I feel like that's my responsibility as a programmer, especially when the masters are doing the same workouts account for that, especially on a workout like that, like let them play, let them play on Saturday. Like if they want to rest for four minutes before they go for a PR thruster, I want them to be able to feel that and experience that. Mm. But on Sunday, I'm okay putting them out of their misery. If they're struggling on the <laughs> rings, Hey, you only got five minutes. If you're struggling on the parallettes, Hey, five minutes and it's done. You don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. I love that too, because it it forces you to make a decision on the workouts, whether you want to pace it or race, like if you're on the borderline, like maybe you're good at pegboards, but like you said, you've never done it in a competition. So you don't know how fast you should go. But that comes at a real, right. Go ahead. Right. You don't, you don't, you just think you're good. You think you're good at handstand walking over obstacles, but then we put like, you're forced to, I'm going to run my own race or. I'm going to blow this out of the water. Like like you're forced to make a decision. You know what I mean? Um, I think knowing yourself with the scoring system will be very, very important more so than it's probably ever been. Because if you make the wrong decision, I mean, like if you hold back when you shouldn't have, you can very well get a zero in all of these workouts. And that's something we haven't talked. We've we've mentioned, we haven't talked about, but this is Z score, right? So P score, but yes. Kind of. P scores. Yeah. So it's like, I was thinking about it the other night, like a rectangle is a square, but a square is not a rectangle. Um, Z score is performance scoring, but P score is just performance scoring. Right. So it's, it's just taking into account the distance, you know, if JR beats me by a minute and John only beats me by five seconds, that time separation should be worth a different point value. And his workouts are so high skill based. It's gonna, yes. it's gonna show. Like well, if you, when you hit a home run, it's worth a lot. And well, there's a lot can, of workouts. I would say half of them. Well, I don't know what you would say, Jr. But I would say half of the workouts, you can hit a home run if you have that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would say that the pegboard workout, the obstacle and the thruster ladder, and then the back to back even though the back-to-back have five-minute caps, they still lend the possibility of big gaps and not so much big gap from first to second, but big gap from like 
top of the pack, middle of the pack, bottom of the pack. Like mm-hmm. the, the fastest females are going to do the pegboard in like seven minutes. And there's going to be ones that don't finish. So that's a 14 minute cap. There are going to be people. There have been people at testing that have done the handstand obstacle workout sub four. There's going to be a lot of people. That's a 10 minute AMRAP. There are going to be people that do the thruster workout in like five minutes. And there are going to be people that don't get past the third bar. Like the swings in points are going to be crazy. And Last year, I learned a really valuable lesson, and Tyler did too, where the formats of the workouts and do you count rep for rep? Is a drag rope double under worth a clean at 340? It's not. It turns out it's not. It's not, but if you have these log jams at a certain weight, you've now made it worth the same. And that was a hard pill to swallow, and like I – I wrestled with it a lot. I actually told Tyler I'm, I'm never using performance scoring again because <laughs> there's too much that I don't have control over. But then I was like, you know what? Like if I want Crucible to just be different and to be something a little different, like, hey, you, you might get to do some strongman stuff at Crucible. You're never going to get to do a, a normal comp, maybe even at the games. Or, hey, like there's always something different, like a floating pull-up bar. Like you might have to do pull-ups on it or chest a bar on it or, or whatever. Like JR, the people at my camp were so worried that you were going to have muscle-ups on that bar. Well, I, I, I told them. They were just so scared about that. And it was just that. It was nothing else. It was just that. And I'm like, I think be, he's only got like one. So like there's be, no way. That would be irresponsible <laughs> of me because it, it isn't safe to do. And there are a couple guys that qualified for – crucible that train at crash busted their noses open on the lip open on the same day forehead open on the same day doing them just 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 messing around but yeah like i I think it's my responsibility to know the scoring system that i'm using and to at least give the opportunity for separation because what i think you see a lot of times at competitions that don't use performance scoring is all of the workouts are, this is going to be separated by seconds. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most fun race to watch. But does that really tell you who's the fittest? If there's right. not opportunities for separation on certain workouts, then, you know, dropping your bar and running across the finish line faster on three workouts didn't show a lot of difference in fitness. And yes, I get it. It's a sport. It's a race. Seconds matter. Centimeters matter. I get all that. But I knew after last year that there there cannot be there cannot be any like unknowns like that. Like I should have just counted the 30 drag rope double unders as like one rep or 10 double unders equals one because you're getting one rep for a ramp stair combo and then you're getting another rep for a stair ramp combo. Then you're getting another rep for every heavy clean. The drag rope was just there to create interference, but it ended up being like a tiebreaker almost. And it was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is this is on me. Like I have like I have to own it that I didn't think about that because I've never programmed for a competition that has this kind of scoring. No one ever has. We we ran into that. I I mean that one I really tossed and turned for weeks. I felt terrible. Um, but you live, you learn. That was the one like of the rest of the weekend last year, Jr. I felt like it went really smooth. I was happy with the way this, and then it was the last workout that bit me in the ass. Um, so it the the thing that I'll say about JR and the thing that I tell anybody, I mean, there's I probably have one or two calls every month about people who want to use performance scoring and they're like, you know, 
they're just like, how does it work? Can you send me a thing? And I make them get on a call with me because I'm like, I don't think you understand how responsible you have to be for the programming. It's it, there's it's a different level. You're really saying something about yourself as a programmer to be like, we're going to use performance scoring because of the way it separates athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I couldn't I couldn't do it without Jr. There's no way. All right, let's go to the men's side. Um, we talked about the women, the men's elite roster. Before you answer, who we think is going to do well on this? What was uh, your answer question- for the women's Ben? Uh, Chloe. Okay, I think I think Chloe's. Uh, yeah, I think she's the most well-rounded. Um, and we've seen Jr.'s programming athletes take it to the next level. And so I think she's one that could win this. And then you see her next year, uh, qualify for the games. Uh, Wad zombie 499 Jr. Where do you think John young would place if he were competing? This is going to sound like a cop-out answer, but it's really not because there's a lot of people, even in this field that have competed at crash multiple times. And because there are not so many, but, a few really, really big new elements that I don't think anyone's done in competition. I wouldn't feel confident even saying where I think John would place. Like for instance, I know John's awesome at handstand pushup capacity, but I don't know if that overhead stability, if that overhead stamina is the same when he's traversing obstacles. Like I I don't know. So that's a huge, I don't know. I also don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I know he runs all the time, but if I expect him to run fast 400s, I don't know what a fast 400 is for John. If he's running 130s, that's a big difference if he's running 130s and if he's running 140s. That's 30 seconds in that workout that he's losing on the run. So I, I would feel irresponsible guessing, but I can tell you one thing. I don't think there's five guys that would beat him on the thruster ladder. Well, that makes me feel good. I could name probably three of them. So, so <laughs> who, do you think, who do you think in this field uh, – like? Yeah, I think can. I think Colton and Hatfield, um, for sure. I think those two. It will be fun to see the race. Um, I've I've been newly high on Hatfield, Austin Hatfield, but man, I I, I think those two for sure. And then there's usually some guy I just don't know about that's strong. Um, other than that, I don't know off the top of my head. Do you know anybody else? Well, like cool. I, I I know that like. Jackson Drohan is super strong. Ro- Rosima, Rosima, Jack Rosima. Um, I know Malanza Hayes is really, really, really strong. Um, I know Daniel Coos is really, really strong, and he's a he's a younger, up and coming guy too. Uh, but like, I'm really curious about how Ty Jenkins is going to do on this workout. Just like, I, he wouldn't beat me. He's, he's uh, a young guy. Like, but yeah. I'm I'm just talking about like guys. I have no clue. Like, I have oh, no clue. I got how 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 William Leahy's going to do on this. I have no clue. Like I know I'm excited he, to see William Leahy. I, I, I know Taylor watching. loves William, but uh I I uh <laughs> I'm excited to see how he how he does cuz he's everything he's put forth says that he's very very fit, like an elite. Like he should be in the top 7, right, competing for the podium. Well, he and, um he 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 posted to his story when the thruster workout came out. I think he said something along the lines of um, I never thought I'd be here, but now that I am, I I can say I wish it was heavier. And oh I'm wow! Like, when you say that, when you say that, then I'm like, yeah. okay, like then <laughs> you know that's there's a lot of confidence there. I 
I haven't spoken to an athlete that's competing that didn't tell me it was way harder than they thought it was going to be. That, that didn't say something like, I should have broken early. It was dumb to do the 10 and the eight unbroken. So like, I think those, those six, four twos um, are going to feel different for different people. And like John said, there's going to be people that are like racing and there's going to be people that are just not trying to miss and are just trying to maximize points. Uh, $1.99 from Corey Bromery. Thank you. Uh, that dude, Marquan Jones is about to do some work. Marquan, Marquan is somebody who has, he has competed every year, I believe. And he's extremely high skilled. So he, he always does well. Like there was a legless rope climb, handstand obstacle, double under workout the year Taylor won. Mark Marquan, I think finished second on that to Taylor, or maybe third on that to Spencer Airy. Um, and he's just really good on his hands. And I, I, and I, I know that about him. So there's some people that I can look back at previous workouts and be like, Oh, uh, Quentin McQueen was one of the guys that finished the snatch ladder with the burpees and rowing in 2021. And that was 275. So can I expect that he can probably thrust her 265? Sure. But like, I know Hal Fisher is a really seasoned competitor and he's really fit, but I have no clue what Hal can, can thrust her. Uh, don't forget about Caden Myers, which he's, yeah. he's watching. He's trying to get some, uh, some insight. So yeah. he'll be out there. It's a, I'm, I'm always excited to have at least one like games master uh, games teen athlete in the field. And this year we have two, which is really, really cool. It's yeah. probably awesome for them too. Cause they don't, there's not very many competitions where they get the opportunity to go against semifinals athletes. And I mean like some games athletes, but you know what I mean? Like the majority are semifinals athletes that they're, that's their competition now. You know what I mean? And they don't, they haven't gotten that comp- kind of, competition in person yep all right put you guys on the spot who wins oh colton all day colton all day um but uh i think austin hatfield is a lot better than people think i'm gonna die on this horse until and now you know what if he gets eighth (laughs) place and then i'm just really wrong that's that's okay but uh i think um i'm gonna pick hatfield to get second and james to get third oh I think the more interesting question is who comes in third. Like we know that Colton. I just told you what was going to happen. <laughs> I know that Colton and Sprague they're they're probably going to be the one and two, right? But who? You just said it was third. You just I just said, said James is going to be third, man. Okay, um, <laughs> you're wrong. But all right, I, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think in general more than ever because you can do you can do pretty simple math if you're a competitor and you're using like standard scoring systems and be like all right i need to make sure that i take like no lower than a 16th but the thing is who's shit don't matter who's whose hole is the biggest hole so between the guys that maybe you think are top five who has the hole that's the biggest comparatively to the field because that's what's really going to matter if like and amongst the games field Colton might be there, but it's not a games field, right? Right. So, like, like it's a little bit different because he's probably, I mean, James lungs wise is probably fitter, but like total fitness, Colton's the fittest guy there. Like we know that he's the fittest guy there, or or he, you know, right up there, meaning he's fitter than all the guys below him. 
So like his holes that are obvious and he has them, they're not going to be exposed as much as they would be in a games field. So, and James is will because everybody's strong. Like that's why I think it separates them two so much. Yeah. I think he's made, I think he's made a ton of progress in strength and it's happened pretty fast. Cause I remember even zealous games, um, you know, him saying the snatch that he thought he was going to make. And I even thought it was a, you know, it was a lot of improvement from the year previously. I mean, he's, He's young. He's lifting. He's like a freaking ball of HGH right now. Like, I mean, he's still secreting <laughs> hormones like at a rate that we all wish we could be. Like, it's uh, it, there's a lot of just younger guys. Like, Bill is young. Seth Stovall is young. Like, all these guys are like a lot of these guys, and especially on Sunday, the recoverability does become a factor because. I kind of saved the really icky one for Sunday. Like, <laughs> like if, you know, if you get soft during the box jump, during the hundred box jump overs, like you could bleed points and bleed points on that hundred shipper. I mean, everybody's going to have to go to a dark place to do that. Everyone's grip's going to blow up on the first two movements, but everyone will have the opportunity to catch people if they want, because the box jump over and the squats are just, are just will. You tell me, you tell me, Jr. Though, where does Colton get hurt? And if he gets hurt, like, then ain't that many people hurting him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I, uh, barring just some kind of execution mistake that you know you can't, you can't expect someone with that experience to make. Um, the sled pushing the runs the only thing I can I, think about. I, I would. I, you talking about the flip sled? I mean, he's. He's got it. He made a pick. No, I, I know he does, but but I'm saying <laughs> that's the only thing where people can beat. You know, they're not beating box jump overs. They're not beating him in toes to bar, right? They're not beating him in in a hundred squats. He's gonna be a madman on the thruster ladder. You think he can't do? I mean, parallel handstand pushups, though. I mean, it's like that for him, though. So I don't know, <laughs> I mean, like that dude, type of a deficit. You know, the only time we've ever seen those programmed outside of a couple off season events, like Dubai's done it. Fibonacci final. It, right. Well, that's what I'm now, saying. Has been at the games. Yeah. For some reason, that movement has not trickled down. So it's rough on people in or semifinals level. I, and maybe, maybe, maybe I programmed it again because I programmed it in 2021 because <laughs> I feel very strongly that that should be one of the movements that get programmed to see upper body pressing stamina in a different way because having your hand flat on the ground and. And having this position, it's just a lot more tricep intensive. It's it's just it's different, and mm-hmm. it's um, very different. And 100%. those fourteen and twelve reps, people will scoff at. You you've already you've already done twenty eight or twenty four ring dips, so it's they're not going to be easy. I do think I went uh, into it cocky, and I didn't I didn't even get through the I didn't even get through the handstand push ups, and I'm very good at handstand push ups. It's <laughs> different. You need to do that one, John. The sandbag hand sand, I, th- I think I'd be pretty good at that one. Well, you need to do the muscle one first. Like, you need to go back. To oh, the back to back. Well, yeah. Yeah, you can't <laughs> not go back to back in that. No, no, no. It looks super fun. It looks super fun. I will, I will on a rest day. Um, I will say those parallel handstand push ups, they kind of make it a little bit easier on the taller guys, too. I think that it evens it out as a little bit as far as range of motion goes because I noticed this bigger athletes, when it's a deficit, tend to like have a, as long as they have the ability to do it, like finish higher than they would if it was just 50 strict handstand pushups for time. Because, you know, you just got Noah Olsen and Will Morad who could just – Tyler Watkins that can do that. And parallel handstand pushups, 
everybody is this deficit, everybody. Mm -hmm. And the bigger guys can get out of it just as easy as the littler guys. And obviously the littler guys are still somewhat better, but I do find it as an evening and it's just ability of who can do it after that. It's not range of motion bias. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, it does. It does. And um, again, I, I don't like pegboard. I think both movements transfer. I think both movements are really good to do that have a lot of carryover. I think if you train pegboard, you will find that your midline movements probably get a little bit better. Your legless probably get a little better because legless, I mean, unless they mandate controlling the descent, you're just going up and coming down. You can't do that on a pegboard. You, you have to control on the way down. So time mm-hmm. under tension, grip fatigue. Um, it's just a different strict upper body pull that will carry over to dynamic movements like kipping stuff or strict movements. And then parallel handstand pushups, like I train them a lot. And I don't do a ton of regular deficit handstand pushups, but I know that after I do parallel, like those other ones are going to feel easier. I feel like Taylor probably murdered that one. Uh, Taylor self did test the back to back. Yeah, he did. And we're, what's, what's really going to be cool at crucible is we want to kind of have like a rotating chair of whoever's going to be calling with Brian and like Jason's done a handful of the workouts. I want him to come on and be like, dude, I did the hundreds chipper. And I'll tell you those 35 pound kettlebells, when you get to the squats, they don't feel like 35. Like having that kind of insider, having Taylor say, you know what, if I would have done it again, I probably would have pushed the sled a little bit slower because the rest from sled to ring muscle up, if you know, you can do them unbroken on the back end, that's the workout. Who's going to rest a little bit longer. Cause once you're up on the rings, it's over but it's making yourself jump up. Your heart rate is so high after 14 unbroken in those four sled trips with a light sled that people need to trust themselves. Like you, I want that kind of analysis from guys that have done them themselves. So mm-hmm. I think the fans would really like that. Did you do the hundreds, John? No. No, I just did a thruster workout. <laughs> you need to do all of them. <laughs> he didn't ask me to do He asked me to do one workout. Doesn't that, matter. I asked, hey, but, 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 Full disclaimer, I asked John to do that workout when he was still planning on doing the qualifier to coming. Oh, that's right. So yeah. yeah. I just said, hey, will you do this thruster ladder? It's just like the snatch ladder from 2016. It was like it was it was just presented that way. Yeah. I so will. Tyler- do, I'll do the back to back one, though. It does seem very fun. Was it fun to do, Tyler? It was it, it sneaks up on you on the second half more than you think it's going to. Well, and, and JR's I- right. I'm telling you what, though, I'm probably going to game that, though, and I'm curious to see how many people will game it at the competition because I know I can do better at the the event seven, the sandbag handstand push-up one. I know I have, like, really good ability on that one, and I know a lot of people are probably have more ring muscle-up capacity than I do anyway. You know what I mean? So even if I were to push myself hard on that one, finish, like, low middle of the pack – and then it just makes me suffer on that one where I could have finished, you know, upper pack, upper middle pack on that last one. Instead, I'm just crushed on my triceps. And now I'm lower middle of the pack on both of them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you right. know you have one that you can murder and one that you're probably not going to do I would it just anyway. be scared. I'd be scared. Like if you know you're going to just not – like if you know you're going to get to the handstand pushups and not be able to do it, I, I sort of get that. Um, but then you're not going to do well in the ring muscle-ups either. So – well, if, I, if, I if you know. knew you weren't going to be able to do the handstand push-ups, then you should send the ring muscle-up workout. Mm-hmm. 
right? I think there will be people that do what you guys are talking about. Like what I'm saying. Yeah. There will be people that are like, hey, there's going to be more separation to go fast on the second one. So I'm going to just kind of take a middle of the pack finish. I'm going to break the muscle ups on the front end and the back end and go 20 seconds slower, but still kind of finish in the middle versus trying Mm -hmm. to go unbroken and taking a risk because I know people are going to make a mistake, come out too aggressively. They're going to get to handsome and push up 10 and start failing. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, for most of the guys, the seven sandbag at the end is, is just some desire and grit, but they know that if they get slowed down on the 14 or the 12, like they can't, like they're getting capped. Like I mean, up. I think being able to touch and go that seven at the end would be huge. And it's huge. not allowed. Oh, you're not allowed to touch and go. I got to read the rules yeah. before I do these workouts. Oh. Then, JR. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess. Yeah. So you just take it to the shoulder and you advance it into. The oh, back. you advance it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You said that earlier. You said that earlier. That does make it daunting. Um, but like I'm saying, like I'd break up those Marine muscle ups, six, four, four, and then just try to have, you know, just make it a steady pace thing the whole time. And you know, I don't know when I'd finish, but just finish feeling okay. And then on the sandbag one, go all out. You know what I mean? Do those sandbags as fast as I can. If I could do 14 unbroken, that'd be fantastic. But I don't, you know, we'll see, you know, you play it by year. Uh, JR thinks I'm not going to be able to, I say that a little smirk. Um, no, what, I'm, what I'm, what I'm smirking about is how Mr. Watkins is really going to earn his keep during that two minute transition. When I expect him to be able to tell Brian, like, who has to do what on the last workout to oh he's gonna be scrambling, scrambling. Yeah. Like and, but like Josh, like, you know anybody, you know anybody that's good at this. <laughs> the fastest time on that muscle up workout will be sub three. So those guys are gonna have over one to one rest. Like it's like they're gonna be people that finish well under the cap. So there's gonna be more like five minutes to probably do some calculating for the most part, especially in those last heats. Because you can assume to me, with the test, with with the five tests leading up, whoever is in that last heat going into six and seven are the ones that belong in the top ten, at least. And they're going to push mm-hmm. everything unbroken anyway. The, the, those the guys. chances of one of them having a gaping hole, it would just be either on the sandbag or the parallel movement. Because at that level, no, no one that can obstacle, no one that can pegboard is going to have a hole on ring muscle ups. Right, know. right. By the way, did you see Laura's latest Instagram video? That was directed at you, Mr. JR. Uh, I haven't seen No that. way. That was at you, dog. No, it was it was at him. What what vi- what video? I don't know. Can you talking. pull it up, Brian? Yeah, I'll pull it up here. The kip- kipping deficit. No, no, no. no just no. wait. Just wait. God. It was just for you. Um No, I I know that on the when me and Halpin got on um previously like Likewise to when Brian's been on and other people like the only type of handstand pushup that we have any history of her struggling on, we're at rogue on strict deficit on parallel. Click that's, on it, been, that's, that's been a full year. So like I would expect that she's gotten a lot better at him. There you go. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen this. See this half inch deficit we got going here. Now I don't know if that <laughs> translates to two inch deficits. Dude, that's that's way more. That's that's at least two inches, probably three. I'm just saying, miles better than what it used to be. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's give her some credit. It's not half inch. Yeah. No, I really hope they show up. And then, like, yeah. if she's able to do this and finish like middle of the pack or whatever, yeah, she's probably still one of the slower ones on these. But 
like she's able to do it and then kill everybody on everything else. Like, I think it would make her victory so much sweeter for her if there was a strict deficit handstand push-up event. I mean, if, if, if I'm Laura, I want the opportunity to show it. Yeah. So, to like, to your point, I mean, you know, clearly she can. So, at her level, I mean, she's the best right now. She's the best. Yeah. So, at her level, do you even care? It's like, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what comes I feel like out. if it's been this kind of a thing for her, I think it matters. You don't think so? No, like, I think I think she's one of the few that 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 have the confidence that it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't phase her. That's that's fair. That's fair. All right. So where when do, when does everything start, Jr. On Friday, and then what is your plan for streaming it? Yeah. So it starts at nine a.m. That's when the teams will go on Friday. Nine a.m. Nine a.m. Eastern for everybody. Right. It'll be over about seven, and then on Saturday. Um, we do like a little community event, the Moto Madness workout for the first couple hours in the morning, and then teams will get going at 10. We'll be over at 6 Eastern, and then Sunday we'll get going at 8, so we could be done by 5. So that's the that's the schedule for all three days. Um, we'll be streaming it on Sevon's platform. He graciously gave me that opportunity, and I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, like I said, we'll kind of have a rotating door of guest commentators John will be in the mix. I mean, uh, Tyler will be there in the mix. Hopefully John will come on and do some of the workouts. Maybe the thruster workout would be good to get some insight from him on. Uh, oh, you want me to do it live with them? Yeah, I think it would be awesome. I could do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, all it takes is a link, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think that would be um, – we're going to stream at least the final two heats on like Saturday and Sunday. Um, Friday, we kind of want to show everybody because you never know who's going to be in heat one, two, or three that ends up putting mm -hmm. up a winning time because those workouts are very niche. And for a lot of people, there just may be someone in the, in the field that was a former runner that just blazes the run flip sled workout, but they're not super skilled. And there may be someone that's just got awesome pulling capacity that doesn't do good on the rest of the stuff, but they send it on the pegboard workout and they win it and they're in the first, first heat. So we want to give that opportunity. So um, at minimum, we'll be streaming the final two heats of the individual male and female. We'll stream. We've only got like two heats of masters. So masters and teams, you'll get to see probably all of them go all heats. And uh, Pedro, that's right. Pedro's coming in. To crash, it is, right? It is, yeah. We got a big crew um, that are staying at Jason Thomas's house, one of my members, and just like close friend, lives about a mile away. And uh, he's got like a full basement Airbnb and a camper. So we're going to have like eight people that are like <laughs> podcast people all staying at his place, which is going to be really fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, looking forward to, to watching that next weekend and uh good luck with your trip Anxiety. this week and and getting ready for uh next week so cool man thanks man yeah i appreciate all it right. Appreciate all right go enjoy later, the rest of the evening thanks Bye. jr see you dude see you. uh before we move away from crash for those at home who want to play along uh everything's available in heat in the heat one app now um you can go to heat one on a dot app on Instagram. Um, and there you can pick your top 10. 
we'll be doing that throughout the course of this week. I think leading into um, or well, next week, I guess we'll do our top 10 and then we'll do picks per event each day. We'll do that on the live stream. So awesome. Uh, all right. Rogue implements. It's what we uh, had to pass off to this week uh, since we kind of ran long last week talking about rogue and uh, who we thought might do well on the modalities. Uh, what we wanted to do with this is a couple of weeks, maybe a week ago, uh, Rogue posted, you know, showed Roman uh, out there on a, on the log and said, "What what what implements do you want to see return for for the 2023?" And so that's what we're doing. What do we want to see return? What could we want to see new that we may not have seen so far uh, that you know? Could make rogue a little exciting and uh of course katie uh share, shared the Modern. log yep so it looks like the log is coming back um any guesses on weird. predictions on what what they may do this time who did i uh, see pullovers? Say, uh... That's what I said. No. That's what I said. Pull I think that'd be really no hard way. to do. I think it'd be dangerous <laughs> too. They better have crash mats all over the place. Uh, uh, I'm Taylor. Taylor I, said I, I saw toast bar. Toast log. Yeah. I'd like just to be like get overs. Like you do a bar muscle up, and then you just kind of got to get over it. Right. You have to do. It's that. It's high enough where you got to do a bar muscle up, right, to get up over it, and then I mean you just get over it. So like. Maybe you do like some kind of thrusters on this end and then you go to the rack and then you have to do a bar muscle up to get over it. You go run around the hill. You do a bar muscle up to get over it and then you do more thrusters on that end, like seven rounds for time. Yeah. You know would you mean? not just roll over though? Because that's you, what you I would can, do. If you you can, yeah, you definitely okay. can roll over, but like it's still a bar muscle up to get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and you see that there's the rope around the ends. Um which is different than what they had last year. And when I saw it, I asked Tyler and John, what do you think cosmetic or functional? Yeah, I think it's just to be cute. I can't, I can't, I couldn't see how that would make sense to do any, like what, what is that doing functionally? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is it may lead to what John's saying is getting over it versus they had the, um, the bolts kind of going, I think maybe down into it. Um, so if that's protecting, athletes from rubbing as they kind of go over maybe i don't know um other than that they just like it think it looks cooler with throwing some rope on there what if they did like a hundred pound sandbags and they had to do a wall ball over the over. log um and then y'all joke we had a sandbag workout the only reason i say this is because i i had it with a sandbag thing at my gym today and we were just clowning around and like uh one of the one of the older ladies was complaining about how high the yoke was that she had to get it over this yoke yeah and i was like carol it's not that hard and i picked up this hundred pounder and i threw it over the tall guy pull-up bar it, it was really hard to do it but i made it i made it i tried to make it look like that hard <laughs> um but it was like i don't know seven feet you know what i mean like maybe and i'm like i think that would be a really good thing it takes a lot of it's like basically I, just a really heavy thruster, right? I, I've done 50 pound like D balls and done like thrusters and throw it over a pull-up bar before. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a stimulus. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard you, to do. You got to clean it up. You got to, you know, front squat it and kind of do a wall ball. It's heavier. So 
something different. I don't know uh, why you need a log for that though. Like you probably yeah, just do that over any kind of a <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I was that. No, I was laughing while you were saying that, but because I was looking at the log and I was like, I wonder if it's just janky as hell looking. Like the attachments to the rig itself are just janky as hell, and they're like, hey, just throw these things over it so nobody looks. It's definitely safe, but we just want to make sure that nobody says anything. That's definitely what I <laughs> it's would do. Safe, I promise. Right. Yeah, so I mean, it had those kind of brackets and That's, stuff on the side. Yeah. Of it. So they just putting them over so nobody gets close to it. Yeah. Uh, or maybe so quick. it doesn't get wet if it I rains. That I don't know. Is it outside right now? What? The rig? I don't yeah, know if they filtered it. Not right yet. now, but yeah. Yeah. It's always outside. Uh, LDY 2742 999. JR giving the master some love. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good competition. But he seemed uh, very passionate about it. He knew all their he names, knew all, all of them, the man. stuff about them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so start with you, John. Is there anything that you want to see come back that we've seen at the Invitational before? Yes, we, we already know the log. So y'all, oh, last that, see, I'm cheating already. Was that we've seen at the Invitational before? Had, yeah. Was part of the rules. Oh my See, gosh. I just thought. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> well, once again, oh, I'm not playing man. by the rules, so here we go. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? I'd love to see an Airdyne bike and then just do that 100 cal challenge. Is that what you do, or no, whatever it is? I kept it. I kept it to rogue specific equipment, like shit that they've done. You know, that's the, shit that's we've the new stuff. So you want them to do like a strongman? You're thinking like strongman stuff. Just anything that they've done that's been like different, odd, not not normal. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, the, the so, one thing anyway, I will say you. is, when I started looking at this first before you answered, John, surprisingly there there a isn't lot. a whole lot not of a stuff, lot. <laughs> right? Like it's very just crossfitty. Like there isn't a whole lot of just wild stuff. Um, so I had, so I thought of two things. One of the ones like, there's only like three things that rogue has used that was unique, but, um, I also picked a strong man thing that I just think it would be really, they would never do this, but I think it'd be really cool to see the CrossFitters do it. Um, so my first thing is the workout they called the turtle where they pulled up this like turtle shell of a sandbag yeah. and i thought and like i'm just saying i want them to use this in the way that i thought they were going to use it it was called the turtle i thought they were going to like strap this bag to you and you wore the sandbag on your back <laughs> i don't know how you work it but you know you're rogue you probably figure it out uh, like rock. and then you'd have to like kind of crawl up that hill because like if you walked it would take you back right so you'd have to like almost crawl like a turtle with your turtle shell on up that hill um going back down would be a little bit dangerous i i but i leave it up there just but, leave it up there I, oh yes yes so you get up there and then you can take it off and then run right you got three turtle shells you got to go up the hill with like you know how bad your quads would be burning by the time you got to that hill because you'd have to do basically a bear crawl with the 100 pound sandbag on your back they could all do it but it's just grindy work like something marcus hindren would kill you know what I mean? Yes, um, I'm sure that that's the best look they want the athletes to have. Just videoing them, like army crawling up the stupid thing, all hey, of them on the force. Semifinals had them scooting along, <laughs> sitting down. Yeah, yeah I mean, and look what, look what everybody said about that. God, I'm just saying. Uh, 
I, I think that would be a really fun thing to see. And, you know, it'd be hard to make a move on that. It'd be fun to see somebody try to be Spider-Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like, I it'd be fun. It'd be a fun race. And, like, your legs would be burning so bad. You know what I mean? Some people would go so slow, like a turtle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I've, never, I've never done a weighted bear crawl. Now that I think about it's it. It's called a turtle not- crawl. Turtle crawl. Yeah, and I just I just think it'd be really fun. You'd have to find out like you'd have to figure out a safe way to do it. But I de- like you said, we'd leave the bag at the top. I definitely think you can though. I feel like you could figure it out. Um, and that's my CrossFit one. Um, I get I kind of like made up how to do it, but like yeah. there isn't a lot of stuff. So that's what my my strongman one. I would love if there one of the events was um just the uh the conan wheel the wheel of death and they just had to hold the wheel like this like right here like a zercher hold or whatever and then you just go max distance yeah and like that i it always looks so painful um for those guys to do that and i just you know i've never had that i've never done anything like that so i don't know what it feels like but i just think it would be fun to see who's got it and who doesn't i get there's probably a big man bias to it for sure but I just think it would be fun to see all the CrossFitters do it, right? Like a Conan. We need a Conan Jr. wheel. A Conan Jr. <laughs> like, <it's> not- <laughs> What's a role that Arnold played when he wasn't when he was past those days? Just regular Arnold. Conan Ar- Arnold's like, wheel. Yeah, yeah Arnold's wheel. <laughs> um, no, they'd have to pay out for that. So they. Um, yeah. So. Oh, here we I, go. I think we, we all. Go. I think we all like the hill. Like we definitely all want the hill to be there. I think yeah. I want the hill. Let's like make the hill year. taller. What if we just called it um, the Tower of Babel and we just made it? <laughs> the, we just the, we just the kept high kept, kept going up. Going. No, just keep going. Like make it twice the size. Right. Or just start start putting the hill like on part of the stadium. So. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be actually flip, visually really cool. Flip it, flip it you, around so it goes you don't up think the that wouldn't be so up the bleachers. Cool. Yes. And, yeah. And and then you can just, you can just keep the hill going. You know what I mean, man. We yeah. need to. We need to. Rug needs to pay us for that part. That's a really good idea, dear um, Bill and Katie. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna said. beg for it. All I'm saying is I have given more contribution than Peter has. So if you, if you feel any <laughs> any yeah. way that you want to, you know, re, re, uh, you know, give back generosity, you know what I mean? <laughs> give um, back. You know, Watch I mean, them uh, just send you a turtle. They're just going to send you a turtle. I, I, spoiled, I, I spoiled their uh, Tia surprise and I got nothing for it. I don't get it. I, I thoroughly promise I will use that stuff more than Peter will. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. I will put it to good work. Not that he he's not great. He's going to use it, and he's going to be awesome. But and y'all are the reason, Bill and Kate. it's it's advertising because it's right in the background. So he's going to have a rogue plate up there, and he's going to have it. It's it's advertising. It really it's is marketing. perfect on his on his end. Listen, if y'all did um, that, this sign would come down, and a rogue sign <laughs> would, yeah. be, would be in its replacement. We'll, we'll put a in squat that case, rack right behind you. We'll put a squat rack. Yep, I will do squat Wait. on live TV. I do, well, I would. <laughs> hold on. Wit, I'm looking for sponsors. Please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we all love the hill. I definitely – I don't even know if that one counts. Like, I think it's just a staple that they have to have. I think it's a part at, of it. At Rogue. They do it yeah. everywhere. Um, you all are going to hate me for this one because it's not something that they've used at Rogue. But I put the the snail 
um, that big rolly thing that they used at the games. I want to see the athletes use that more. Push I think that hill. was a really cool implement. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they lose control of it. That just feels like Taylor would hurt himself on it somehow. If Taylor ended up being able to use the snail on the hill. He's you can't tell me. Can I... You can't tell me that's not going to roll back on top of him in some kind of a way. Halfway through, he's thinking, how can I get under this thing? He tries to yeah, get better so, leverage, and then it just tips him over. It looks cool. Growing up on a farm, we had round bales, and it it harkens back to that whole thing. And so I I always thought that they should use more of those more often. I like the snail. I wish they wouldn't just use those one year. Like they they come out with something in the new or the, you know the games team or whatever. They, they just cut it. They come out with something yeah. new, and then they just don't use it ever again. Make make it like a three years running thing. You know what I mean? Where um, Pull it to steamroll. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> yeah, the Indiana Jones. Just roll over them. I think that's why they did the. They pulled the turtle up the hill because they were afraid of carrying something. They might fall backwards or sign a waiver. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're professionals. They're fine. Hey, uh, Roman's not going to break his foot on that, surely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else, Tyler, that you want to see? I, I picked three. The ah. the other one was... Well, when you have all the, the equipment up. in the world, I could have picked three too, Tyler. <laughs> the muscle-up log. So I guess we're going to get to see that again, even though this one's not as thick. And then the other one it was... The it looked the same. Does it? Does it? Yeah. I thought it was a little thinner. Um, the other one was an O-course. The Rogue like made those custom O-courses. And they always do like a weird execution-based event where people get cut. I really like an O course, even though, I mean, it doesn't really fit in Rogue, um, but I always like that Rogue, Rogue or O courses are sort of like they made those, so I think you know they they're really fun too. They're one. fun to watch. Yeah, it's, they're it's, fun to watch. It's fun to watch races. I generally don't like an O course at the games, as far as like a test of fitness. But this is an exhibition type thing, and so that's why I would want to see it well, at Rogue. I am a big fan of like longer O courses, like um back in the day with the Tough Mudder like a, X, like a Spartan uh, or oh uh, well, not that yeah. long, but like a mile. They do like, short ones, yeah, yeah. And like like Hunter McIntyre ruled the world when this thing was there, right? I mean, that's it's yeah. what he's great at, but like. That it is fitnessy. That is that is a fitness thing. And then you just have not like the Spartan things, but your own CrossFit zones you got to get through. And then um, and I'm not talking about high rocks. I'm talking like elite CrossFit mm -hmm. zones. Like you got to run. Tough Mudder X, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough Mudder X was a good example. Um, but like you got to run, and then maybe you got a snail to push 50 yards. And then you run, and then you got the hill to take a sandbag up. And you, you know what I mean? Like your own rogue version of a high rocks race, but like that's not just all caught. You got to be legitimate elite CrossFitter to do. It's rogue, right? You you make your own version of it. It's not it's not a rip off of high rocks where it's just all cardio ninjas the whole time, right? Um, yep. I I would I love that stuff. I think that would be awesome. It would be so cool. And like make it, you know, make it like a 15, like it's a 15 minute time cap. You know what I mean? Like it's something where you end up running a mile and then with all the obstacles in it. I did one once called the Great American Fitness Challenge. They may or may not still exist. I don't think they do. But they had like 
that I think like the first station was like 50 pull-ups and you could do kipping. And then like there was, um, tire flips. Yeah. 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 You can do butterfly. Um, but they, there was, uh, tire flips and then there was burpees. There was, there was deadlifts at one point. Um, there was all kinds of stuff. Shoulder overhead, I think was one thing. And then like, you did go through like some actual obstacle course stuff too along the way. It was a 5k. I remember dying that day afterwards. I was so tired. Do you, but it, you, it, they're a lot of fun. Have you seen? Um, it's like in Utah or Colorado or one of those outdoorsy places um, where they go. It, it's just called the Red Bull 400, I think it's called. It's just 400 meters up this giant hill. It's 400 meters and it's just the steepest thing you've ever seen. And they have like uh, like little rope ladders to climb up. Like that's how steep it gets. Those are so fun looking like to, to see. And I think the winner is like four minutes, but that's how steep it is. You know what I mean? It'd be really cool just to see something like that. Looks like there's one in Europe too. No, I mean, it's a Red Bull thing. I think that's yeah. a, a world long thing. Are you looking at like a video of it right now, Brian? Yeah. Like it's, it looks really cool. I've never been a part of one. I've never watched one live, but yeah. it's freaking monstrous. Oh, and, so they uh, just do it on one of the uh, old... Uh, Ski luge or whatever. Yeah. We need to know where that Just is. Go race. <laughs> this up. is the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, I, yeah, it's, it's a ski resort. That's They're all good, throughout Europe. Good, um, Park like, Park City. Park City, Utah. Yeah, Chris Bieler. Yep. There you go. Uh, what else you got, Tyler? You can see up the whole whole well, laundry. That list. was it. That was it. That was it. The slug muscle up log and the O course besides the so so yeah i went through and looked at what there was and so like last year brian's you had the log muscle ups parallettes you had you had the hill (laughs) hill run uh with the turtle texas oak and then 21 there was the wheelbarrow pull and push um the feedback step ups and then a jerry can which was then repeated last year in that dumb tiebreaker for the texas oak that was intense man and then 2019 had the cyclone bag and the biathlon shoot. So I do not want to see the biathlon shoot again. Um, I, I was thinking, what if we do something like uh wall facing handstand pushups, but on parallettes, deficit parallel handstand pushups, wall facing. It's mm, hard to do. You'd have to climb stairs to get there. I mean, they did it with the bricks. The, uh, the game. I know, I know, I know, but like you yeah. can't just have parallel. Like you can't. You'd have to have like a couple steps to get yeah. to the parallettes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do something like that, or you kick up. You don't have to walk up, but you can kick up onto and it. And you're talking full parallettes, or I'm saying like, just a few inch deficit, but okay. it's but wall but facing. It's, but it's wall facing, so it's something different. They always seem to throw out something that's very difficult on the handstand push up side. Um, full and parallettes then, with a wall facing. That sounds. That sounds, I don't know how, if that's, I don't know what that's like. You think you could do that? Yeah. That sounds really hard. I'll try tomorrow if you want to do I, it. Like, I know I'm down. I just don't know how you yeah. get up there safely. You know what I mean? I think you kick up. You don't have to walk. Or or you have parallettes that are short and they're like two inches, three inches off the ground. I uh, know. I'm saying full parallettes. 14 inch parallettes or 12 yeah, inch yeah. parallettes. Yeah, I, I have no idea parallettes. what's, what's, possible from that type of distance or getting up i don't either that, i've never but. tried i can do strict parallettes yeah. like pretty good um 
but I don't know. Dude, yeah, weird. would you make it uh, if you but, could? But if it was like, but it was like when you saw, but no, I'm saw, not giving man. What you saw Laura like City. do right with that that deficit, right? Two three inches maybe. Yeah, like, I think something you like that, do that, right? Yeah, um, just something that would be different. Uh, I would love to see something like uh, what was the games where they had the wheelbarrow and they had to take the sandbags yeah, and across up, the but, yeah, but use the uh, hill for it. Oh, go up the hill with the sandbags. <laughs> that would be a disaster. That so would... cart cart them to the bottom of the hill and then you have to take the oh my god. That would Just that takes me back it? to my childhood. What? No, not not with the not with the whole wheelbarrow. So you get to the bottom. No, yeah, then you, you take the then you have individual sandbags, sandbags out. and you got to run them up and down back and forth and then sprint to the finish. Oh, I thought you were saying go up the hill with the wheelbarrow. No, no. Two no, hills. No. Two hills. One have on a each little side. mini wheelbarrow hill, and then the other yeah. hill is the big yeah. one. Yeah, God, that'd be so, terrible. Yeah, so I wanted to do that, and then I, I would love to see some type of strongman implement used for the game for, for the individual athletes. So, what I'd love to see is like that roller coaster that they had last year. Make a second one and mm -hmm. do some type of elimination style event where the weight gets heavier each time. And so yeah. it starts out lightly like fast, and then at the, the end you gotta be super, super strong. What's that? Oh, with the squats, the rope with the squats, right? Or the deadlift? No, was that deadlift? That was the rope pull. So the rope to, pull, yeah. So it was kind of like oh. the sled pull where you sat down and then yes, you pulled I, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for the strong men, it yeah. had a ton of weight in it, right? But you'd modify the amount of weight you have in it, start lighter, and then as each round goes, it gets heavier. And so you gotta go fast at first, and then whoever's the strongest kind of does that. But do do some type of strongman piece of it that we've seen the strongman do, and now incorporate that into CrossFit. What's the carry that they do with the? It's it's like a yoke carry, but it's with the hand. Like it's it's a it's like a you know what I'm talking about. It's like a square that's around them, and they step inside of it, and then they they walk with it, and they go up a platform usually. The, uh, the strong oh man, you oh know, yeah, they, it's like they're holding the cart. They're holding the big yeah. cart. Yeah, they did that last year, didn't? Or no, they just did the deadlift up on that platform. Yeah. that's a that's a thing they do with the Arnold. That's not a rogue thing. That's the Ar that, Arnold. Okay, thing. that's fair. Um, I was just yeah. thinking about other other strongman stuff yeah. that they could do. That I'd love the Atlas Stones. You want to do like elimination? You would elimination mm -hmm. with Atlas Stones. Like you could have like four. You could have heats of four or heats of five. And then you just take the fastest time to eliminate the eliminate it down, and then you could have the two people. And you could just yeah. do it like the old strongman tapes, where they just go back and forth. You don't, mm, yeah. I, you don't think that would be so fun? What if we had like Mertens versus Hopper? Oh my <laughs> goodness, the amount of people yeah. rooting for Mertens! Like, oh yeah, that'd be so fun, so fun. The amount of foolish people rooting for Mertens on that well, one. You know, like, 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 yeah, that would, I'm just saying, if, like, you had a matchup <laughs> like that. Well, well, Hopper Adler, versus Bukowski. Hopper Adler, versus, like... Adler versus Roman this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that would be so fun. Like, I'm taking Roman all day. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be so fun to watch, though. Adler yeah. versus Roman and Atlas. Let's not even do, like, uh, Heats of Five. Let's just hand pick mono imano. Hand pick who we want them to go against. <laughs> and then um and then yeah, then we'll just eliminate it like that. Yeah, I think they did have some type of Atlas Stone. Yes, they He's, did. Dan like, Bailey did it and he couldn't he couldn't do it at 220. Yep, I'll yeah. never forget. I think it might have been the sanctional for it. That wasn't ever at a rogue invitational. 
No, it was the, it was the CrossFit Invitational. The CrossFit yeah. Invitational. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. Um, Dan Bailey was on a team with so Rich. And I, I just want to see something that's strong man based that they can convert. And I mean, I know Katie shared the the it's Sear Bell, but uh, and that will be fun. I think the I think the Atlas Stones will be more fun. But like the Sear Bell will be fun. And I think since Katie posted it and you posted that thing, especially with that fifty pound yeah. dumbbell, I've never seen a strong man with a fifty pound dumbbell. No. Um, I really think a Sear Bell speed ladder is what's coming. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and that, and that will be fun. Um, yeah, I just want to see. I want to see like the the sandbag event, but with the Sear Bell. That's I'm what telling I you see. right it now. Helps. Uh, Roman's shoulder to overhead, like with that, like in this type of format, is is he would be my pick to win this if it gets super heavy. Like if it's hard at the end, if everybody could yeah. do it, then maybe not Roman because it's speed, but. He's like in these type of things, he's very, very good. It's not, it's not like a brute strength thing where Adler's just stronger than him. Right. Sorry. If I won that event, I would want that bell. They should give it to him. <laughs> I agree. You should get it. Yeah. I agree. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. Yeah. I we'll find out Rogue's still what three weeks away, three yeah. and a half weeks away. But uh hopefully they do some new stuff um seems like they give crossfit all the all the fun stuff and they don't come out with as much as they i think they have the opportunity to um all right last one the feats of strength so recently we've seen uh james newberry uh come out and do was it 90 some odd uh toes the bar unbroken eight Uh, 98 or 99 90 he did 90 90 90? unbroken toes to bar uh, Waiter, and then just recently, like John's went, uh, John's two ninety seven thruster, and then he My, came well, back a week later. Not a thruster. Sorry, <laughs> and and did uh, one hundred and twenty unbroken pull. How do your hands stay together? Well, he had grips. I still remember Spieler doing a hundred without grips it doesn't matter day. grips or not man like after 40 i'm my hands are ripping up how many how many toes of bar can you do john about 40 yeah i was i had to do like repeats one, of 30 one, the other day setting yeah I would, i'd say around 40 yeah i had to Damn. do repeats of 30 the other day and i was like i don't know how you would stay on that long gosh <laughs> it's names like, I can't hang on the bar that long. My like hanging on the bar just for like two minutes is like impossible for me. Maybe yeah. you guys are a lot better at that. But let's be them frog grips he's got and on. And then, and then you got Nick Matthew doing five hundred pounds times five, um, with great depth. So that's beautiful, Nick. How about you go do some fitness? You're already strong, <laughs> Nick. So. My question is, would you love, like, what, if you could pick somebody to do another feat of strength, something that's just completely random for weight, reps, like, what would it be? I think uh, a max uh, SOTS press is uh, something that I think <laughs> is really cool. Uh, it's a little bit unique, um, and it's hard to do. So, yeah, that's what I think. I think you've I done would, that before, haven't you? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Anything for you, Tyler? I mean, I, I like seeing these types of things. It's something I hope I wish we'd see more of is these types of just random, you know, 
things that random you acts see. of fitness. I love right. random acts of strength. No, it's really cool. You know, Bronislaw is is like a specialist at this. Bronislaw has done some insane things, um, like just tricks, if you will. Um, but they're still pretty, pretty awesome. It's like Alec. I mean, Alec has kind of made it like not even a big deal anymore. But it's like I remember when you first started to see like them. stuff. Yeah, doing him doing gymnastic stuff all the time. It's like, you know, that's that stuff's become a little bit more common. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's no. cool. I, it's always hard, but yeah. then when you see things like this, it or even like um, Townsend's freaking like eighty foot jump, which uh, was disqualified I mean, because he didn't weigh himself with his shoes on. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. So same with Marissa Flowers. She did the same. So they both were out. Um, but no, I, I love, like, we should be able to see more of this. I think that's, it goes back 10 years ago where we just did random stuff and showed that type of thing. Um, so I thought it was cool. Hopefully that kind of continues that uh, these athletes kind of show off kind of the freak uh, strengths that they have and uh, make it a little bit more interesting than just seeing them do a, a Metcon and post that. Do you so. have anything freaky, Tyler? That you can do like no. just kind of like, like you're just really good at this thing. Uh, I can do a back lever really well on a bar. Either it doesn't matter to me. I'm not. I'm not very good at those things like holds and stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm freakishly good at holds. I think you could put 500 pounds on my back and ask me to like go to the bottom and hold it. Like an, of a bottom back squat and hold it, and I'd be fine. But if you ask me to squat it back up, it ain't happening. Like I'm really good at holds. Uh, even like with a deadlift, like if you just loaded a deadlift 500 pounds from the top and asked me to hold it, I think I could go toe to toe with the best of them. But if you ask me to pick it up, I can't do it. <laughs> so you think you could do that strong man, like the Fingal the, or the Hercules hold? Yeah, you the Hercules hold. I think so. I I'm, I'm pretty trash at holds. Like I don't, I don't have very big hands and. uh I don't know. My grip is not is not the best. Um, I don't know why, but that's interesting yeah. that your your holds are really good because you're. I, I don't imagine your hands. I have tiny hands. No, I have tiny hands. It it's never made sense to me. I just don't freak out under like under load like that. Yep. All right, guys. Right at two hours. Good job. Till I next thought you were saying handstand pushups. Nope. Yeah, that too. See you guys. See Bye. you. Ready to go.